Welcome to, or welcome back to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey. Together, we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by example for our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Hey everyone, just before we get started, big thanks as always to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, providing float tanks, infrared sauna, contrast therapy, and the Normatec recovery system for deep relaxation and recovery and to help you find your flow. But yeah, you've got a bit of podcast experience. You've been oh, on yeah. a few before. And I've been on a couple, yeah. Cool. Who have you been on? Yeah. Uh, there was one, uh, two massage therapists and a microphone. Okay. was the last one I did. What's that? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a gentleman out of, out of Toronto. I'm assuming they're massage therapists. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a massage therapist out in Toronto. Does a lot more continuing education stuff now than... Oh, that's sweet. Than, uh, uh, than actually practicing? Practice. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and so he just it's basically uh, he does a couple of different podcast types where he does almost like a one that I think he calls under the sheets right which is kind of like the I would say the dark side of massage therapy like the dark side but like the the I suppose the real side right oh, that's um, cool getting you know therapist perspective on on certain issues that come up in. Like ethical issues and that kind of thing? Okay. All that kind of stuff. That's uh, important. Issues with customers. Uh, Yeah. Stuff that they don't, I mean, they don't teach, they don't really teach you in school. Yeah. They're not going to tell you that part. Yeah. They're not going to tell you that part. That's kind of a learn as you go, right? That's good. Yeah. Which is is really, but then they do like the educational stuff and stuff like that. And and mine was, I guess, maybe a combination of both, but it was more of a personal, um, dive into sort of my personal end of things so cool. but uh yeah and then there was a future was a future cast i think is what he calls it um this podcast by a, a friend of mine uh, was the first one i did um future's past sorry cool. future's path yes <laughs> future's path podcast podcast okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of a, yeah. but it was good and it, it, again it's about it was sort of uh more businessy type um, goal oriented, yeah, cool. that sort of thing. Cool. So that was kind of neat. Jeez, so we have a flowcast. Yeah, yeah, we have a flowcast. Right so we've got Josh Martin on today, and I think it's perfect timing because you've got a book coming out. What is next? And so I'm hoping that we can kind of align this perfectly with the the book launch and and get more people on board with checking it out because um, I. I actually had the honor of being one of the early editors for the book, you and it's a it's it's a real deep dive into your your life and everything. You've got an excellent story to tell, so let's um yeah let's hopefully get into a bit of that today right. and uh, and see where everything leads. So yeah, that sounds good. So yeah, welcome to the show and Thank you. and uh, so who are you, kind of in a in a nutshell? Oh man, that's a that's a deep question. Could be. Who am I? Yes. Yeah. It could, or it could be very simple. I haven't had coffee this morning yet, which that's uh, a big deal for, for you. Yeah, you for, so, yeah, for people who don't know we me, we can yeah, get that's started. A, yeah. That's a that's a big deal. So it could go off the rails really quick. You should have brought one. Um, no, I know. I was, it's kind of early for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, all good. No, I'm I'm Josh Martin, uh, registered massage therapist in uh, in Peterborough, born and raised here. Um, been in practice for almost 16 years now um, in the healthcare industry, but do a lot of work with athletes and, and things like that as well. So I work with the, uh, the Peterborough Lakers on their head trainer. So I've um, been with them for 10 coming up 10 seasons now. So, oh, wow. so that's a fun part of my job. That's a, that's a, a I really do enjoy uh, working with the athletes and stuff like that. So my practice has kind of moved towards sort of dealing with sports injury and stuff like that now. Um, and yeah, recently, recently wrote a book. So oh, that yeah. was, yeah, that was uh, exciting, but uh, challenging mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I guess, like you said, it was a bit of a deep dive into some personal stuff. 
and uh, and kind of overcoming that and and uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. Well, yeah. So yeah. as far as the as far as the book goes, what is next is a little bit of a and I'm looking forward to reading the you know the final product too. I've already pre ordered it and I'm looking forward to launch day is March sixteenth, correct? Okay. So that's like coming yeah the Monday the Monday after next week. And uh and so you know there's there's a lot of excitement in there with with the experience that you've had with the Peterborough Lakers mm-hmm. and and also the excitement or or drama, I should say, you know, around around your life. So what um, yeah. what was like the the driving force behind wanting to share this story? Well, uh, the these book has come out of um, sort of the the what is next idea of the book came out of the 2017 Lakers season. Um, I was going through a really rough time. Um, with uh, my relationship with with my wife um we had separated at the time and um, we have five kids so that's uh right there was a is a big one um and and so we were going through a, a pretty rough time and and sort of that lakers season it's always in the summer you know that sort of thing was um kind of felt for me anyway like the one the one good thing i had going in my life right now um, I had my clinical practice, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was moving along, um, but uh, that's sort of a day-to-day thing anyway that I just kind of put that hat on and went to work, and and that was it. And uh, But there, I always look forward to Thursday night. Thursday night, the, the Memorial Center was, you know, that's like, you know, like in the winter. Mm-hmm. It, winters are so long for me mm-hmm. because all I'm wanting to do is, is work with the guys, just, just get back to the cross. Um, and so, so it was a, it was a very, very long trying summer, um, just with everything that was going on personally. Um, and then as we started to get into the playoffs with the team, um, the team started losing. We, we came out of a winning regular season. We were up like 17 to one, um, in the regular season. So everybody's thinking, oh, we're going to, yeah, that seems easy. We're, we're, (laughs) you know, just going to blow over everybody. Um, and we found ourselves losing mm-hmm. uh, two games to one to the worst place team in the league. Oh, that hurts. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, as you can imagine, in in sports, and if you've ever been in sort of the locker room of a team like that, that's going like from top tier to almost like you know, there's there's almost fistfights breaking out in the locker room because mm-hmm. guys are arguing with each other, arguing with the coaches, and. Um, you know, if you have ever dealt with lacrosse players, they're a very um, passionate breed of gentlemen. Okay. Um, I don't know the, yeah, the type. Are yeah, they similar to hockey players or is that a different? No, they're a little bit different than hockey okay. players. Um, I don't want to offend anybody, so I'm not going <laughs> to uh, give my take on that. But uh, um, no, lacrosse guys are a special breed. Uh, okay. the, I mean, they play the game for the love of the game. Right. Right. So they're very passionate about it. They don't make a lot of money playing lacrosse. Um, you know, half these guys are, you know, have their full-time jobs during the week and then right. they go and they, you know, get beat up with, uh, lacrosse sticks on the weekend wow. and then back to work on Monday, you know, that sort of thing. And, and so their passion for the sport, I mean, they, they're driven, you know, and, and some of the, the, the most goal oriented guys that you'll ever meet. And, uh, and so when, you know, they find themselves down, it, it becomes, you know, um, a lot of the guys are pointing fingers, doing all this kind of stuff. But, and so the, the play became very selfish play, you know, on, on the floor. You saw guys just that weren't passing the ball. They weren't, you know, listening to the coaches or yelling at the coaches, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, I know better than you. you know? And uh, and so the, the coaches and the captains just, you know, took a day or two and, and they just secluded themselves and they, they said, okay, we've got to come up with something that's going to work for this team. Um it's only going to work if the whole team buys into it, but it's mm-hmm. something that we have to do. And so that, that's when they took the captains as well. And, and they came up with the acronym WIN, what is next? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a second part of it, which is whatever is necessary, right? So doing whatever is necessary to win, you know, that sort of thing. But um, the whole what is next thing became this, like it was this whole 
it became this whole social media hashtag thing mm. that was going around, right? Whenever somebody would post about the Lakers, it would mm. be hashtag what is next or hashtag win, you know? And, uh, and, and so me being on the bench, I'm not, I'm not a part of the play. I'm mm. not calling plays. I'm not doing, I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my, my, you know, my job is to just stand on my little perch, not get in the coach's way, not get in the player's way. And, and just, you know, if somebody goes down, that's, that's my job. To go ahead. So I'm, I'm constantly observing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like this movie moment that happened, you know, where you got to get like this, the, the pins and needles, right. And the goosebumps and all that kind of stuff. Because as I started to implement this sort of what is next mentality in this strategy with the players, which was. You know, we know we want to win the championship. Our goal is to win the Man Cup. You know, that's that's just, you know, what it is. Um, but we're not going to win the Man Cup if we lose the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, we're down two games to none already. Um, so we've got to win the series first. But in order to win the series, we've got to win a game. You know, but to win the game, you have to win each period. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to win each period, you got to win each shift. And so it became this, okay, the guys go on the floor for 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever their shift length is, come off. And the first thing that said to them, okay, what is next? What'd you do during that mm-hmm. shift that you can take into the next? What did you do wrong? What did you do right? Um, did you trust the guy next to you to make sure that he was covering his, did you leave him alone to make sure that he was doing his assignment? Hmm. Did you listen to the coaches when the coach said, take a step up, you know, or, or do whatever it was. Um, and this shift began to happen in game three. That was like, like I said, it was, it was for me, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but for me, it was like this, all of a sudden, you know, this mentality shift, and we won the next four games straight. Sweet. You know, the next series we won in five games against Six Nations, which is usually, you know, that series usually goes seven games. And then we won the Man Cup in four games. Thankfully, because the book wouldn't probably hold much weight if we didn't win, right? So, <laughs> um, so, and then it happened again the next year. So 2018, same sort of thing. And the guys were coming off the floor going, you know, yelling at each other, what's next? What's next? Let's figure out what we did. That worked. What didn't work. And let's work on it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I said, it was, it was like, it was huge, you yeah. know, to be able to see that, yeah. that change in the guys and the change. And because when you start to see those little wins happen, um, there's no more fights in the locker room. You know, the, the coaches are happy with the players. Nobody's, you know, players are happy with the coaches. You know, obviously there's, you know, there's there's a lot more, um, um, you know, everybody's getting along and everything's running like a smooth machine, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that they're not going to lose a game, you know, right. but when they do, they're able to say, okay, let's next. Constructive, yeah. Right? Let's, cool. let's figure this out. Um, so I thought to myself, because I'm the, I'm the son of a preacher man. My dad's a pastor, um, and so um, he's taught me, or I've learned organically, how to take you know, um, you know, any sort of situation and have some sort of analogy come out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it's just it's a thing. It's really weird. <laughs> um, and so for me, it was like, okay, can I take something like this and apply it to my actual life? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and like I said, it was a dark time for me. Um, even, even though, you know, the Lakers were doing great and that, that part of it was awesome. Um, you know, I was still in a pretty dark spot myself. Um, you know, uh, going through, you know, some addiction stuff, lots of mental health issues, you know, depression, anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts, you know, there was a point where I was, standing on top of a bridge thinking, you know, this is, is this what I'm, you know, this my family doesn't really want me right now. You know, the world doesn't seem to really want me right now. Um, but obviously, you know, having my, my kids in, in my mind, um, and not wanting them to grow up without a dad, you know, that sort of thing that, that definitely, um, was, was key for that. But, um, so I was going through a lot of stuff, um, some really heavy stuff and it's all, again, it's all in the book and all that kind of stuff. But, um, 
we don't have to drag the morning down too too much all that kind of stuff but um the application of, of kind of that that what is next strategy and what is next mentality it took me a little while um you know obviously because i was 2017 and it's 2020 now and the, the book's finally coming out mm-hmm. um and i'm not out of the woods yet i mean i still deal with a lot of stuff but but um you know my marriage is slowly starting to get better you know that sort of thing we're trying to work things out um you know um as far as you know my addictions and mental health stuff is is concerned you know again working step you know step by step on that mm-hmm. um kind of uh, looking at all the, the strategies and the ways that i can you know through the book and all that kind of stuff to to really implement that in, in my own life um but also in business and stuff like that too right that was sort of one of the the, the book is kind of broken out that that you know it, it's almost as if you can take this either as personal goals you can take those business goals uh, how do we achieve them using this what is next strategy and that sort of thing so um you know to say it's worked 100 percent for me you know i can't really claim that for sure i mean it's still a process it's still a process right um but the lakers have won three main cups in a row so there's got to be something to it so well, i think it just puts you in that like positive mindset right you're yeah. like okay how do i overcome this like that's just what what is next means it's yep. okay what's the next step and if you have that mindset you're gonna figure it out yeah exactly that's sweet exactly thanks for sharing all that yeah cool it's a very and in a lot of senses and in a lot of traditions is a very mindful approach to everything right mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's through christianity or buddhism even stoic philosophy you know that next step taking that next step and not focusing too far on the future even though having it in mind is that a is there any do you have you incorporated any sort of mindfulness practices in your uh, life or? A, a little bit yeah yeah i mean i grew up in a church um yeah. like i said my dad was a pastor my mom was a church secretary for years so um I probably had a, you know, a playpen in the corner of my mom's office at some point, you know, growing up. Um, no, but, uh, uh, so I've grown up in the church, uh, yeah. you know, so, so I'm, I'm a Christian, um, you know, and, and faith plays a big role for me. Um, so no, I, uh, one of the habits that I've tried to develop into my life is, is, um, um, there's a little app that I have. It's, it's, it's called church home, but it, uh, it, it has a daily, um, um, what do they call it? It's a, it's a like a daily, like reading. Yeah, daily, almost like a meditative prayer. Yeah. Um, that they that they do that, based on kind of how you're feeling, mm-hmm. right? So you compare, are you dealing with anxiety? Are you dealing with no, this? Cool. Are you dealing with that? Um, is it audio or? It, it is. It's yeah, audio okay. format. So, um, so and they're 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 five or six minutes long. They're not very long at all. Um. But it's just that being able to shut down for a bit and listen and, and just kind of go into that zone, right? Yep. Um, which I find really, uh, really quite helpful and been nice to kind of incorporate, you know. But it's the same, you know, with, with any sort of, like, like I said, mindfulness practice, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a faith-based thing, but um, anything to kind of incorporate just to slow the mind down a little bit i think is is definitely important (laughs) um yeah it's 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 one of those things that um it's kind of one of the steps in the book that i that i put in there too is the whole rest and recharge Mm. um i think is so important um i was just thinking about that this morning actually because my cell phone's been really driving me absolutely nuts lately (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like i realize how long it's been on for yeah and i go because it's my alarm you know it's what i use for absolutely everything they are right right? yeah and then you go well if i just shut it off and restart it you know it'll work fine again or maybe that's just my phone because it's an old (laughs) because i never buy new phones but um i don't know what or maybe that just goes for the older you get right the (laughs) the more you need to like shut down and restart again um (laughs) but uh but no it's a it's definitely a part of what I find to be helpful um, on a day-to-day basis is just mm-hmm. taking that little bit of time um, to just recharge and rest the batteries a little bit. How else do you rest and recharge? Like if you were to take a day, what do you do? Oh my gosh. Uh, for me, um, music is huge for me. Sweet. So I'm a big fan of literally just plugging my ears um, 
with music and just going and sitting somewhere. Zoning out. Just zoning out. Um, that's that's one thing. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Um, life with five kids is mm-hmm. uh, doesn't give a lot of time for that. Um, so so that doesn't happen very often. But on the slim chance that I'm able to just sit <laughs> for a minute, it usually involves coffee uh-huh. and uh, yeah, and and music are two of the big things for me. And it's not usually, you know, I had this conversation. I'm going to name drop here because, because uh, you know, I don't get to very often. Um, <laughs> I had coffee with Jag Tana from My Mother Earth. Um, he's a client of mine. But, uh, um, and uh, it, was, it was awesome because we were we went to a coffee shop, a local, uh, um, well, my, my buddy Dan, uh, Dan has a uh, roastery in town. Oh yeah, uh, Rapids End Coffee is a little shout out to him too because I think it's the best coffee in town. Sweet. But uh, he, uh, you know, we we sat and and talked about coffee and how it's not so much. <clears throat> sorry, the older we get, I think we become not that we become immune to caffeine. We're probably overly addicted to caffeine. Maybe that's the problem. Um, permanently addicted, but. Um, I just enjoy a cup of coffee. Just I hear you. I you like know, the ritual of it. Just, like it's, yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's not point. so much because I need it. You know, I need my fix. Um, it's just it's just nice to have. It's just something about sitting with a nice cup of coffee, right? That I don't know. I think we equate it with that rest, right? Like I think so. You have that five <laughs> minutes to just kind of sit there. And yeah, yeah. Sip on it, and then you yeah. gotta get up because you gotta get up. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus the all the antioxidants in it can actually, you know, kind of kickstart your brain into there into the, a creative no, yeah. a creative spot and health juice and uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot for a lot of people. It's it is the ritual for sure. But anyway, also, anyway, I can excuse it as being healthy. I'll do it. <laughs> so, I, know, yeah. I, I keep I keep saying if I ever if I ever run into a doctor or something like that that tells me I need to cut out coffee out of my diet, you then, go see another doctor. I'm sorry, I gotta find another doctor. <laughs> like <it's>, yeah. <laughs> ben Greenfield says it's good for you, and I decided yeah. that he's my new god. So. <laughs> I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and when you're, when you are over caffeinated, you can still go with decaf. Maybe not no, the same. Yeah. <laughs> I know most people that are coffee lovers don't agree with it's that. It's just but. the taste. There's something. There is. There is. Yeah. I think so. I think I don't. I had somebody else ask me that too. The other yeah. Really yeah. Why can't you just switch to decaf then if it's not with the caffeine? Just the flavor. Anymore. Decaf yeah. is like sour. <laughs> oh, okay. So like it's hard to make it taste good. Yeah. Yeah, I usually I, I don't drink decaf, so I, I don't know. I just throwing that out there as a suggestion, but maybe it maybe it's nasty. It's like how people. Oh, I wish I could be on this board. Like, what do they say? drink that like dandelion coffee instead? Oh, of right, like chicory root yeah. and stuff. They're like, it tastes just like coffee. No, it doesn't. It tastes like no. sticks that have been yeah. steeped in water. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you think it tastes just like coffee, I'm sorry for your coffee. Yeah, right. yeah, it's exactly, like, yeah. You're doing coffee wrong. <laughs> You've had a sad existence. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't want to offend people now. Probably. Uh, oh, like you know what? Though people. we we can put a little explicit <laughs> sign. You can start throwing now whenever you want. <laughs> um, um, I like so. What what made you feel like your story was something to share? Like I I listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, this needs to be heard by people. But what inside of you was like, let's write this out? Uh well, for me, it became therapeutic to write it out. Mm. Um, cause I started with a blog. Um, so I started just kind of blogging, whatever, um, more so, you know, trying to be that sort of inspirational type, you know, sure. whatever. Um, and, uh, it started to become more therapeutic to write a little bit more about what was going on with me personally, yeah. um, and how I was dealing with it. And, um, because you get, you know, it, you get a couple people that that will, you know, comment like "thank you," mm-hmm. that that really, you know, it's it's nice to know that there's somebody else out there that's going through it. Um, and so and so for me, being in the healthcare industry, um, you know, I'm I'm quite passionate about helping people. Mm-hmm. That's just what I do. That's yeah. you know what I've done for what seems like forever. <laughs> um, so so. It, it was another way of me to be able to help people. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, if 
because if somebody doesn't want to read it, then they don't have to, you know. Uh, but if it can help one or two people, I mean, that that's fantastic, right? That yeah. that's enough for me. Um, and I think there's there's something to the more that the more that I talk to people about it, about um, it becomes easier. It, it becomes easier to share with people. Like, yeah, I was addicted to alcohol and gambling and, and, you know, I was severely depressed and, and tons of anxiety and all that sort of thing. Um, because a lot of people that, especially people coming to the clinic, I have no idea, you know, I'm very good at putting on a fake smile and, you know, the happy face, right. Cause I've had to do it for years. I mean, that's just, that's what you do. Um, you know, and, and so it, uh, it, it was kind of a chance for me to to also kind of shed that part because it weighs heavy on you. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you've been, you know, listening to everybody else's problems and having yeah, to I guess try you and do fix that, don't you? everybody yeah, else's issues, stuff. yeah. <laughs> um, like, I mean, you're in a room for an hour with somebody, right? There's things that are talked about that obviously can't share with anybody else. But yeah. So what do you do with it, right? You internalize it. And <laughs> at the end of the day, it just feels like, you know, I go in my car and sit in my car and just, oh, like, it just feels yeah. so heavy. Um, and so for me, especially at the time when I was, when my wife and I were separated, um, I didn't have my kids on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so I hated being alone. Um, I hated being, you know, going back to my apartment and, and seeing all my kids stuff. Right. And, and for me, that was like, that was a huge trigger for me. Yeah. Um, and so I would go and I would sit at Starbucks for, until they kicked me out, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. unfortunately they just kept bringing me coffee after, <laughs> um, you know, I would just sit there and, and write and just get my thoughts out for the day. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was the, so for me, I felt like it was more of a therapeutic thing. Um, cool. you know, it was my form of self care, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's great. Um, to be able to do that. So, and, and sort of that vulnerability piece is difficult. Um, it's not easy for a lot of people. Um, you know, but I, I found anyway for, for me, the, the more it got out, the easier it became. Right. A little lighter. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you also are, it, it also feels like, a bit of a transition time for you. Are you you you, you were doing stuff at Fleming as an mm-hmm. instructor? And you're, are you still in that? And uh, not not right now. Um, being part time faculty there yeah. is kind of hit and miss as far sure. as uh, mm-hmm. when they want to throw you a contract or not. But gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, no. There's definitely the the, the part of um, kind of passing on your knowledge and sharing yeah. your experience because it's been a long. Long it, journey. It has been. It has been a long journey. It's certainly not over yet. No, nope. it's it's one of those things that, especially as a self-employed entrepreneur, you don't know if your journey's ever done <laughs> until, until the shovel's on the ground, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, talking about retirement. Oh gosh, I don't know when that's ever going to happen. But um, if I don't think it ever will, uh, no. But it's it's definitely, uh, um, especially with the this year um kind of leaving the, the past decade and coming into a new one right was um it it, it kind of hit me pretty hard actually this year mm-hmm. um looking at the next 10 years right everybody's talking about oh the yeah. 10 years is over you know yeah um what are you going to do in 10 years and 10 years and i try not to think about that kind of stuff um so i know like, i know like <laughs> Like, like New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff. I tried it because I never do them. Um, but but for some reason this year, it was just one of those um, one of those things that I just couldn't shake, right? Like, mm. I wanted to. But, and so looking at, you know, the next 10 years, I'm going, man, like, in 10 years, my youngest is going to be 16, um, you know. And I don't think I'm that old, you know. I'm only, you know, I'm going to be 38 this year, so I'm closer to 40 than I want to be, but that's okay. Um, you know, so, so I'm not going to be quite 50 yet and I might not have any kids at home, you know, that sort of thing. Um, which is an absolutely crazy thought. And so I tried not to go to 10 years, maybe just five years, right? Yeah. Just to not feel so overwhelmed myself. Um, but, uh, but for some reason this, like this, this whole 
decade thing and, and looking at the fact that I've been in practice for 16 years coming up this year, my hands and arms aren't, you know, they're not always feeling the best at the end of the day, you know, um, going, man, am I going to be able to do this with my hands for another who knows how long? Kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our hands take the brunt of oh, yeah. everyone else's release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... So it kind of became for me yeah, a little bit of looking at transition too, yeah, um, and and taking you know what I wrote and going, can I again apply this to transition in my life, um, not just my life, but could I help others that are mm-hmm. going through a transition, you know, that sort of thing. Like my dad, he just retired um, from. He was also a paramedic. Oh yeah. So paramedic for forty some odd years. And he retired, and he's going, what do I do? I've heard that's so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, you almost have to grieve your Oh, yeah, because his his identity was in his uniform. Sure, after 40 years, of course. He he put his uniform on, and that was was what he did. He he loves, he still tears up when he sees a picture, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. And so, you know, it was for him, he was having a really, and you could tell, you know, um, you could tell he was having a hard time not being with it. Every time a siren went, you know, you'd see him kind of perk mm-hmm. up, right? Like, yeah, that would be and, uh, and so um, my love of coffee is also um, a product of my parents. Um, they are definitely coffee lovers as well. And so my dad just one day was sitting in Starbucks, which is his usual watering hole, and <laughs> thought, man, it would be nice to work here. And uh, okay. so he works up the street at Starbucks now. <laughs> so, so he's living his dream, like awesome. it's you know, and 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 so it's uh, which is really cool. Um, that is cool. So he's uh, you know that whole transition piece, right, where you kind of go through that little bit of a funk, but um, what's next, right? Yeah. And so for him, it was you know let's do something that he loves. He loves coffee, so why not be immersed in it? So. Which is uh, which is really cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it may be selfishly motivated that I love the fact that he brings home free coffee. Hey, it's handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, Just count I'm your not, blessings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to be upset about that by any means. So, no, but that, yeah, that, uh, so that, there's that transition piece that definitely kind of plays into a lot of the things that I, you know, yeah. uh, wrote about and, and kind of am, am looking into my own life and going, what's, you know, what's next for me? Like, is this book thing? Is this what I'm now meant to do? You know, that's really, am I going to pursue mm-hmm. this with another one or what's going to happen here? So like you said, it's a process, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's trying to figure all that out and, uh, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it might be able to help some people. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. It seems like, uh, you've got all the, the, stereotypical pieces for the creative writer in place so what does your writing process look like you know is it <laughs> I, I i think i kind of know because you, you post about it quite a bit <laughs> but just go ahead and, and share because yes uh, my, my instagram feed is uh is lots of pictures of a laptop and a coffee shop coffee shop <laughs> yeah um that's pretty much it yeah. uh yeah i i um Gosh, I don't. I never really thought about. Is there a, or is there a time of day or specific process? Ask, is there a time that you feel more creative? Is I'm it? not much of a morning person. Um, I'm usually I'm a night hawk, mm-hmm. um, I, and I kind of I think I've been trained that way. Okay. Um, when you have kids, you right. tend not to. Your spare time use, is like after nine. <laughs> yeah, and that's when you do your laundry and you catch up on the you know the dishes and all that kind of stuff and and do everything. So um, no, I did the the evenings is is usually when I do sort of an after work sort of idea. Um, I've learned not to be upset with myself that I'm not a morning person. I know there's all this science and all this kind of stuff around. You know, when you wake up at. Also, science around the other side. Yeah, you know? no, like I know, can, I yeah. know. There's that that whole thing about waking There's a lot up, of guilt, like, though, eh? there is. It seems like it's one of those things that oh, if you're not a morning person, then you're not going to get your brain flowing uh, and all this kind of stuff. One of my little features here, just like 
I almost didn't pursue my whole career because I was told I needed to be a morning person. Right. Yeah, like, getting I don't up at 5, 5 a.m. and all that. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Oh, no, no, and I'm not an extrovert, so I guess I can't do it. Those no, two things. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we're pretty much the same. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I found, like, I've tried. Yeah. I've tried to do the whole, yeah, like, wake up real early, you know, and that sort of thing, and it's just, I cannot do it. I'm not a nice person yeah i don't know i don't know what it is I mean, like two hours but yeah, yeah. And, and and yeah i've i've learned to be okay with that you know there, there i think there comes a point when you uh, realize what you're good at realize what you're not mm-hmm. and have to be okay with both yeah right? and and finding what works best for you um as far as sort of that creative time or, or whatever it is um, and yeah, for me, it was, it was after work. And I think, you know, like I said, I think before, um, when I'm done work is kind of when I feel the most, you know, um, I, I guess, you know, the, I'm not going to say I, I feel most run down because when you're run down, you really don't want to do anything. Right. You got a lot of but steam I guess, built up. Yeah. It's like, that, it's like, like you just got to get it out. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, it was, it was definitely, that was my time. It's be able to kind of, kind of do it at that, that time. Um, and I can't, I'm, I find I'm not creative at home. I, That's another, yeah. Like, I can't do that. My wife, that she's the like opposite. There's a lot going on at home. Yeah. My, my, well, yeah. My wife's <laughs> like the opposite. She needs like a quiet room uh-huh. in the house to do her work. Um, where I'm like, no, like I need to be out of the house. Do you like the hustle and bustle? Because like? It's weird. Um, because I, I don't like crowds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm one of those typical, I'm going to get my Christmas shopping done like in November, <laughs> but the 23rd rolls around and I'm like, nah, I got to get <laughs> yeah. my Christmas shopping done. And I hate crowds. Right. So I'm like the, I don't care how much something is going, go out. Like yeah. it's just, so I don't have to deal with people. Um, but for me, it's just, I, I think it's cause I've, I've thought about this a lot cause people ask me that all the time, right? Oh, you must love hanging around lots of people and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, I really don't. Um, you do that it's, long. it's, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more, I think being in a place that's not mine uh-huh. where I can just, cause anytime I'm, you know, sitting in a coffee shop or something like that, I've got my earphones in and I'm listening to music and, um, and I'm, I'm focused on what I'm doing. But I don't have to worry about cleaning up, you know, yeah. if somebody makes a mess, it's not my kid. I don't have to clean it up, um, you know. So I think there's that sort of my brain kind of can disassociate between the yeah. two where I'm at home. If I'm at home and I, you know, and I look over and I see there's a small little stain on the table, oh, oh, I got to clean it, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> and so my mind goes to that, right? I'm not very uh, um, multitask oriented i find i don't do that very well Mm -hmm. i'm that type of person that that will you know realize i need to do something and go do it and then find that you know if i'm going to the fridge for something and i open the fridge and the fridge is squeaky that i have to go oh shoot gotta fix that so i gotta go get in the garage and get the wd-40 and then while i'm in the garage i go oh this is a mess and by the end of it i'm just sitting on the floor you know like what what am i doing you know how did I get here? What's happening? And, uh, you know, so I'm very much like a one track, you know? Um, and, and so I find that if I'm able to be in a space that I don't have to worry about anything else, but what I'm doing. Yeah. Give yourself that one track. Yeah. That, uh, that, that I can just plug in and, and, and do what I need to. And the music's always on. That's the one one thing with me. Yeah. What, like, is there lyrics in your music? Uh, if I know them. Mm -hmm. Really? If I don't know them, because I'm a, I've been a musician since yeah. I was a baby. Um, I if I know whatever I'm listening to, if I've heard it, you know, and I've memorized whatever I need to, um, I and can I can just leave it alone. See, it's I'm just, the other way around. If I oh, know yeah. it, I'm like singing, grooving. And oh, I probably do that too, but that's probably a subconscious thing. Um, <laughs> but if it's something I haven't heard, I have to try and pick out all the little nuances of the song and, and you know, what instrument's doing what and what vocals are doing this. And I used to actually, like when I was a kid, I used to sleep with music. Oh, um, oh interesting. And it, and it was one of those things where, same thing, if I had a new, I'm going to say tape, 
because I'm old. Um, if I had a new tape that I was listening to or, or CD, oh, what are those? Um, <laughs> here's a lesson, kids. Google what is a tape. Um, I think children listen to the podcast. I think you're good. You're in good company. All right. All right. And, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and again, same thing. If it was a new one, right? I couldn't sleep. I'd right. be up hmm. listening to the whole thing front to back. Um, whereas it had to be something that I've heard before so that I could actually sleep. You know, yeah. My mind could, again, maybe it's that whole, uh, that my mind is, is disassociates from, you know, that, that it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I haven't, I haven't done too much scientific research on my own brain. So <laughs> I might, I'd be afraid to, I'd be afraid to. Know uh, what works for you. Uh, That's funny. Um, I had a friend who used to, she told me she, her dad would play the uh, share album for her when she was younger <laughs> to help her fall asleep and now like she'll go back and listen to it just to for comfort oh, so nice. she'll be like in her room just as like, long as it's not like dramatic yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song comes on in department store she has to run at the door do you have a question yeah with with the music do you ever play the same track or the same song or i mean the same album or the same song on repeat when you're trying to get into your creative zone? Uh, good good question. Um, I probably have. Yeah. Not that I've You kind of zone out it, when you do but it, don't Yeah, you? I do. The same track probably come on over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't really realize it, but maybe. Yeah. Do you have like a playlist? Maybe. Like this is like your writing playlist? Uh, or like I mean, I just... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a mood thing. Yeah. yeah. Usually, yeah. really depends on uh, how the day is going, how the week's going. Um... Yeah. Could be something mellow. It could be something a little edgier. Yeah. Who knows? Cool. <laughs> I like that. You just kind of flow with what, what's present. Yep. That's, that's important. Yep. Um, my question to you is like, I'm listening to your whole story and mm-hmm. what is next? And the, like, there's a very clear drive in you, regardless of whether or not you believed that at the time or believe it now. But like, can you identify what it, like, what kept you going? What kept you. Because it sounds like it got pretty intense at times, right? Like, yeah. one is not just suicidal for fun. Like, that's a crazy experience. Yeah, it's but, nuts. Yeah. Like, what What kept you going? What's your drive? Uh, for me, it's always been my kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the When you become a dad, things change huge. Um, you know, life doesn't become about you anymore. Um, very focused on, on them. Um and so they, and uh, you know, they are everything in my world. Um, you know, everything I do um, has them somewhere, you know, involved in it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so that's, yeah, for me, that's an easy question to answer. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's the, because I mean, you know, I'm sure there's probably lots of people out there that, you know, money is a driver or you know success is a driver all this kind of stuff um for me as long as my kids are happy you know and, and healthy and that sort of thing that's 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 good for me cool so that that does it yeah it gets me up in the morning do you hope they'll read your book or i hope so yeah i hope so yeah yeah i mean i, I hope they would go and pre-order it <laughs> the six-year-old will be, give yeah they might be too young for amazon right now yeah so, yeah <laughs> So we've talked a lot about uh, the different things that kind of contribute to, you know, the the theme around the flow cast is all about your flow state, the Mm. things that bring you that deep embodiment in the present moment. And it sounds like a lot of the, uh, the triggers for flow are, are in there. What are those things that in your day or in your week where you completely lose track of time and you're just fully immersed Oh goodness, um, man! I think see that's kind of a that's kind of a tough one for me um, it, because I'm very I'm very structured. Uh-huh. My day is by my calendar, right? My day is by my time. Um, my clients are at a specific time. You know, kids have to be places at a certain time. Um, so it's it's 
I don't know. That's a hard one to answer mm-hmm. because um, because there are very many times in my day or during my week or things like that where I'm able to lose track of time. Sure. Right? Um, just because of that structure of things. Um, you know, when I'm... Uh, it's happened a few times when I'm in the gym. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know when I'm... When I'm you know, working out or whatever, and I kind of look at the clock and I go, oh no, I have a client coming in very soon, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, so I think, you know, there, there are, there are times when that happens. Yeah. Um, purposefully, not very often. And then again, I think that's, uh, just because of the way my mind's been sort of trained over the years Mm -hmm. and conditioned to be very structured and time oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I'm, you know, when I am sitting and writing, I, I do want to make sure that I do give myself, you know, enough time mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that. Um, because, yeah, there, you know, like I was saying, like there are times when, yeah, you, you do lose track of time when you've got so much. Um, but, but it, yeah, like I said, it has to be within certain parameters. So a certain lot of times I have to, like, yeah. have to set an alarm or I have to, you know, um, you know, there's, there's this little, uh, little app that I use, um, I talk about it in the book, but there's a little timer app that I'll use because apparently some science has shown that we can only focus on a certain given task for such a, you know, I think it's 25 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, and because everybody's uh, um, focus is, is different but yeah um, so what this timer does is it, it gives you it gives you you know I think it's like 20 25 minutes or something like that of, of focus and the alarm will go off and that's five minutes to think of something else pick up your phone go mm-hmm. refill your coffee you know mm-hmm. whatever yeah. and then starts again you know and, and that sort of thing and that that really helped me focus on writing especially. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to to know that okay, I've got this amount of time. Um, and then I think the third break gives you a little bit longer of a break for your mind to kind of mm. reset a little bit. So yeah. Um, but again, it's that structured, right? For sure, it's that structured time that that is. Uh, I would love to be able to have sort of infinite, you know, <laughs> time to just you know get lost in something mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's uh i think but maybe it's an age thing maybe it's a you know a time of life or whatever or maybe but like structure is how you flow that's like just that. how yeah. I do it. that's yeah. okay yeah. it's okay to be if it's type yeah. a or whatever you want to call it like that works for some people i'm the same way like, sure. you can see my schedule it's highlighted and color coded oh, yeah. arrows here and that makes me feel at peace because I'm like, okay, I know what my day is yep. like. And then I yep. can actually focus on this hour that I'm teaching or this hour of podcast because yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. No, that, that, that's great. I so mean, that right? oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's all, it's all good. Like even, even I guess kind of continuing on with that, with the writing process, uh, is it, are there points where it feels effortless? Or does it come? Does it does it come out of you naturally, or is there a lot of like just like pounding the keys to get those words out? <laughs> it's definitely both. Of course, that, definitely both. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, no, there there are some times where it's like you know it, something feels like it just comes out naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I find those the scariest times, though. I oh, find yeah. I find that like when it's just coming right out, and you could just go like that I really have to reread after that. Um, and whether or not that's like, um, again, just my mind going, that was too easy. (laughs) Like there's probably something in there that isn't right or something in there that somebody can pull apart or something, you know, which I'm sure there is with anything that anybody reads, but, um, yeah, it almost feels like, uh, you know, that, 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 time when it feels effortless and then maybe again maybe that's just maybe my own insecurities i don't know where it uh, when it feels effortless is almost the time where i go oh it was almost too easy huh. <laughs> <laughs> you that's a that's a blessing yeah maybe really it's definitely it's definitely part of the writing process that's you know that's the ideal first stage because yes. you always go back to do the revisions and 
clean things up, but you got to get it down on paper first. Exactly. That's, that's very cool. Um, is there anything else that? Oh, let's see. I'm sure I could pull something. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can the uh, just to be respectful of your time too? Um, where can people find the book? Uh, yeah, the the book is on Amazon. It's uh, it's and that's it right now. It's available for pre order on Amazon. So if you just search what is next in books, it usually pops up with yep. my name and cool. uh, and it's on there. Um, and so yeah, it's available for pre order now. And then that's the Kindle version. Yeah. Okay. Um, which anybody can pre order. It's only two ninety nine. So Absolutely. It's not going to break your bank. No. And if you want to support my Caffeine addiction, two ninety nine is a great way to do it. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but uh, but the paperback will be available uh, on the sixteenth as well. Cool. Um, so that's that's kind of the. Uh, Can you pre-order that as well, or is it just no? It's just the Kindle ever? right now. Yeah, they, the the paperback when it comes out, it, it uh, it's a like a pay by print sort of thing. So yeah. the the Amazon publishing. So you just go on there and order it and. Cool. Yeah, and I do have a website as well. What is next book.com Awesome is uh, is there, and then I have a blog, joshmartinwords.com as well, and they all kind of link together and everything. So yeah, and you can yeah. also find you on Instagram posting about your coffee. Yes, yeah, Josh Martin RMT on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Um, lots of coffee and kids. And, coffee and kids. And, yep. That's 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 it. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to find me, and yeah, and I'm very happy to be working at Hybrid, yeah. Hybrid Rehab, yeah. right now, yeah, Hybrid Health and Rehab inside Hybrid Fitness, um, which are two amazing places to be as well. Yeah, so, cool spots. Yeah, for sure. What what is next for you? <laughs> what is next for yeah. me? Yeah, that's a, answer that however you want. That's a great question. Yeah, <laughs> I heard I guess it I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think for me, it's it's wanting to see where the the book goes. Cool. Um, you know, I've I've got uh, I've got thoughts on potentially doing some public speaking. Um, you know, doing uh, but but looking at, you know, gotta see where the book goes first. Yeah. And then uh, and then take the next right, step, right? Way. So, yeah, who knows? There there might be another book in me. Might be another book in the works. Who knows? But people don't usually stop at one. No. Way. No. <laughs> no, no, there's some thoughts burning. So. Right nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. Cool. That's great. Well, thanks, Josh. It thank was you. Lovely yeah, speaking with sharing. you. And thank you. Yeah. So, check out the What Is Next book and please go ahead and pre order it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Flowcast. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube for the video version and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to connect the podcast to those who will find value in it. Hit the share button and send this episode to a friend or two. And a big thanks as always to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center dedicated to providing the ultimate relaxation experience. Whether you need physical relief from pain or a deep state of mental relaxation and calm, or even the best sports recovery methods to help you recover from your training, Flow Spa is where you can find your flow.